I'm excited about it tonight. You got to believe it. You got to hold on to it. You got to hold on to it. Got to hold on to your promise tonight. Because it's here. It's right now. And it will not be otherwise. In Jesus' name. Here we go. So Isaiah, not Isaiah, Psalm 63, verse 1. I was going to do something else tonight, but I feel led to go in this direction. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. There's no water. So, we're in hunger and thirst. The goal of this message series is to ignite, or for those of you who are already hungering and desiring after God, to get you to a place where you are staying hungry. Those who are hungry will always be fed. Those who are hungry, those who are thirsty, will always be fed, and that their soul will always be quenched. All right? Here's the deal. In this particular passage of Scripture, David is in uh, kind of, he's experienced some misfortune now. His son Absalom has just committed, uh, he, he, he just committed treason. And what he has done is he, David is older now, and what he's done is committed treason against his father. Absalom began to, begin to show himself like he would be a better king. Begin to do various things to make himself look more appealing. To make, it, make himself look more appealing. He would, you know, how to grease the palms of those who he needed to grease. Hallelujah. That's what Absalom did. He would wake up early and he would put on this facade that he was like he was of God. But the only reason why he was doing it because his, he saw his father doing it and he thought that's what he should do in order that the people of Israel might see that he was a legit king. So you got to be careful because there's people, this man was in David's own family. It was his son. You got to be careful of people that is around you that are covetous. They're covetous from a, they're covetous right next to you that are trying to undermine what God has placed you in position to do. And the reality of it is, ladies and gentlemen, that he's seeking after power that is not his and that he does not have the authority or the grace to even carry. But when people are so are so uh, greedy and they want what you want, want what you got. They will do anything to undermine you to get to where you are. So if you're at work and you see that this person is not trying to uh, uh, be in order and really trying to undermine you and really it's trying to do the various things so that they can stand out and undermine you in the process you got to be careful of them because they really want what you have. There's people who crave after positions. That is what they thirsted. That's what they're thirsting and longing after. And that is what Absalom wanted. 
Absalom wanted and desired to be king. Hallelujah. See, people can be position hungry. And we can thirst and hunger after so many things. And I've been playing it all throughout. That's why I'm trying to tell us what is your, what are you hungering and what are you thirsting after? Because whatever it is, you will do things and you will even take yourself out of your character just to get it. And if you have to do that just to get to somewhere, then that is not for you. See, people think that if you sleep around or you get buddy-buddy or be a butt liquor to somebody or anything like that, riding somebody's coattail, that's going to get you somewhere. And the reality is while you're thinking is trying to get you somewhere, you're ending up not going anywhere. See, the fact of the matter is Absalom had a plan. But the flip side of that is, is that David lost his way. See, David wasn't paying attention. David, you know, as much as he was a man after God's own heart, he just could not seem to get his lust in check. David has fallen at this point so far away from grace that even God has now allowed Absalom to take this position or somewhat overthrow David to bring him back into a wilderness so David can get right. The fact that the matter is sometimes God will bring you out of a place. And it seemed like the wicked is prospering, but yet he got to bring you off to the side and deal with you personally. Because he got to make sure that your hunger and your thirst is in the right direction. Very interesting to note, though, but wow, he's in the wilderness of Judah. This is all 2 Samuel chapter 15, by the way. If you want to know where this is, read it in 2 Samuel chapter 15. I'm just giving you the story. So Absalom began to talk to who he needed to talk to to get to where he needed to be. I was watching John Gotti the other day. And when John Gotti wanted to take and become the head position of the Gambino family, he had to talk to various people within the family to get to the position. So what Absalom did was the same thing. Absalom began to talk to the, okay, if, the, if you get this person on your side, then he will vouch for you to that person. So that's what Absalom did. Wow. I ain't going to lie. That was a good movie. But I'm saying he did that as a way, let me get here so I can do this. So people plot. Let me get cozy to that manager and that manager talk bad about you then get rid of you. Then I'll take your spot. Or in, in position in church, let me get close to the pastor's right-hand person so that I can just do that and then undermine you. See, you will do a lot of things in your greed. You will do a lot of things because you, your, your, your eyes are open. You got these big eyes. You got these big dreams. You got these big aspirations. Nothing wrong with having that, but what are you willing to do to get to it? Because if you got to jeopardize or compromise your soul just for a position, what does it mean for, Jesus said, what does it mean for a man to gain the whole world but yet lose his soul? A lot of people have done a lot of things in the sake of, yes, I'm great. I want to become successful. I want to become this, and that's what I'm hungering and thirsting after. And guess what? Once they finally get it, their soul is so crushed because 
of what they had to do to get there. So the very fact of the matter is David is coming out. He gets word from this from the messengers that Absalom and took it over and it's time for us to get out of here. So what David did is they leave at night. He kept his, I believe, 10 or two, I believe his 10 concubines at the palace. He had 10 of them, y'all. David had a lust problem. And not being smart, he kept them there thinking that he that 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 Absalom would not do nothing to them. However, if you read the story, he ended up murdering them. Thank you, Daniel. And so the very fact of the matter is, is that guess what? When you put people and put people in your mess, you end up, they end up being inadvertently hurt by it. <laughs> and David is mourning while leaving out of Jerusalem. He's mourning because he's not mourning because he's because because look, he's still in the position because God didn't take the title from him, even though somebody, oh, my God, illegally tried to take it. You are you are illegitimate. You're not real. You are fraud. See, people can try to be you, but they will never be like you. You're illegitimate. You're a bad copy. There's only one originator, and that's Brandon. The very fact of the matter is this, ladies and gentlemen, that a lot of times people will try in their best, get a car close as you, get their character close as you, maybe even try to wear what you wear. So he's there. David is mourning while leaving out. He's mourning because he know what this is. See, listen here. When you've walked so long with God, you begin to understand why is it that you're in the place that you are? See, David was a man after God's own heart. He walked with God. He already knew what this was. So he wasn't mourning in the sense that he was mad at God. He was really mourning in the sense that he was kind of like, oh, my God, I didn't allow myself to slip this far. But while politically it seemed like politically he was facing a low, his spirit was still at a high. Why am I telling you this? Because you cannot only hunger and thirst after God when things are great. David, Absalom wants his life. He's in another position that another person wants to kill him. Saul was one of them. Now his own flesh and blood, Absalom, wants to now do him harm. And so he gets out of town with a few trusted, a few trusted uh, soldiers. And they come along with him. And they're in the wilderness of Judah. While Absalom has now took the seat as king, or supposedly be king, in Israel. And David is mourning. He's mourning. And he's mourning to the fact that, wow, 
God is, I, it's me. It's me. Sometimes you got to come to yourself and say, it's nobody else but me. Listen, you will save yourself the trouble when you come to the reality that, you know what? It's me. It's me. And so David is being flushed out, forced out, because God is going to deal with him in the wilderness yet again. Sometimes you will be forced out in order that God may work on you there. But David must not have been in such a bad shape in the, in the sense that he, didn't, he wasn't mad at God, but he came to put himself back into a place, you know what? You are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul will thirst for you. My flesh longs for you. You know what? I let myself get this far. And I have to get back to the place that you are, my God. Sometimes you got to get back into the place where there's no, wait a minute, I need to get my relationship right. No, you are my God. You are my God. And so he's there and he says, and he recalls that early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. It longs after you. And my flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land. This is a similar, he's making a comparison to where he's currently at. He's in a wilderness. It's dry. Scarcity of food and drink. Oh, my God, please, my God. And even in your scarcity, God can come find you. Oh, my God. The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, there is nowhere you can go. And it doesn't matter how far you have fallen away. God can find you wherever and whenever. So David is here. He's in the wilderness of Judah. And he begins to talk about how his soul is dry. He, he longs for him in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. You know, the Bible talks a lot about water. It's just a lot of water references. My soul pants for you. Who the water brooks? Jesus talks about how he is the living water, this living water. What? It's just all these water references. Because water talks about provision. Water also can be a, uh, 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 water can also symbolize peace, tranquility. Water can also represent richness and refreshing. Why do you think it's so very important that people fight over certain things in land? Because water is such a valuable asset. They fought over different parts of the land of Canaan because of where the water began to land. Because if you were near there, you controlled everything. 
does he keep saying and talking about this living water? Because he's letting you know that the more you stick with him, the more you will experience this provision. And what is the provision? Eternal life. What is this provision that your soul will never go unsatisfied? David is here. David begins to even recall about how he looked for God in the sanctuary, as you read later on. He begins to recall back to his memory about when he began to look for God in the sanctuary and how his presence met him there. Sometimes I don't care how far you've gone away from God. You got to recall back to yourself so you can put yourself back into alignment with God. David right here, David had allowed his, his sin to get so far ahead of him. Whereas though when Absalom came, even to the point where David wasn't even doing his duties like he needed to be. And that's how it gave Absalom a crease to get in. Ladies and gentlemen, when you get so caught up in yourself and in your stuff, what happens is you begin to give footholds to the enemy to get in. When you start slacking up in your walk, when you start letting stuff get before God, you begin to create these little pathways for the enemy. And you give pathways to his children to go and take your stuff. Let me tell you something. A lot of times people get caught up into stuff. They get into, they get into different things. And they give, they, give, they give the pathway. Matter of fact, my spiritual mom this morning was talking about distractions and how to deal with them. And a lot of times the enemy will use various things that he, listen, there's a difference between distractions that the enemy, the enemy causes and then the ones that we cause, but yet the enemy will use it to his advantage. Right? So when you give him that advantage... When you caught up into all of these distractions and the stuff that you put yourself in and all of this stuff like that, you give pathways. You give yourself an opening so that you can be. And, and a lot of times is that when people when people even give their when they give when they get caught up and tied up into the wrong people, because I can't wait to, to share with you August's message series about kingdom connections. When you get tied up and caught up in the wrong people and allow yourself to be led by your lust instead of in your flesh instead of the spirit, what begins to happen is, is that you give yourself a foothold for the enemy to deliver in. And that's what Absalom did. Absalom see, I'm coming to a close. Listen, you gotta realize that there are people watching you that you don't even know. And they are waiting and jumping at the opportunity to seize what you fail to seize yourself or to keep Absalom just waiting in the cut was doing things under the nose of David under the radar waiting but when you're caught up into your sin things are flying under the radar things are coming uh, things are coming out of radar and then when it finally come up ahead you're looking surprised 
you're blindsided because you know why? When you don't hunger and thirst and you're not in the presence of God, things will catch you by surprise. And things should not catch a believer by surprise. That it's Bible. Watch this. Here's the thing. The Holy Spirit will lead you and tell you of things that are ought to come. That's scripture. Listen, the Holy Spirit will warn you. Now, let me also say on the flip side, not everything that happens in your life you, that you're going to get a warning about. Because some things you're going to have to go through. Let me correct myself there. There are certain things you're going to go through and you're going to get caught like, hmm, didn't see this happening. However, there's still on the flip side of things where when you're caught up in yourself and things just come up out of nowhere, that's because you weren't paying attention. A matter of fact, let me hear it. I hear you hear you. I hear you. Jesus told the disciples, you need to watch as well as pray so that you are not led into temptation. Jesus was telling them, listen, you got to be alert. You got to be on guard. Listen, you have to be alert. You got to be on guard. You got to hunger and thirst. And guess what? It don't matter if you're in the wilderness or if you're in the palace. Your hunger and your thirst should always remain the same for God. You know what, TCF, one of the things that I do not want us to do is when you get people finally come here, we begin to change up who we are. When people come here, that don't change what we do, and it don't change the intensity. The intensity should not change just because the prayers finally got answered. Matter of fact, your intensity level should raise higher. Another one of my things is, is that I don't want you to become so familiar. Oh, God is going to meet us here every Sunday and with the worship and stuff like that, where you stop coming with an expectation because you became so familiar with the presence of God. Let me tell you something. Every encounter with the presence of God is different and is not the same. We do not recreate experiences with God here. It's always a new, fresh one. Why is that? Because the hunger and thirst is after God. We're in a dry land. This to me, Clarksville is a dry land. The word of God is scarce in these parts. But we've been here to establish the kingdom of God. And the reality is God can meet you anywhere, wherever, whenever. That's what you need to have the mentality is. I don't care where I am. If you're at your job and you hate it, God can meet you there. Wherever, whenever. His presence is everywhere. The reality is, is that he can meet you anywhere. David is saying this prayer in the wilderness of Judah. The same thing reminds us of here care how far are you he's not in the palace anymore he's used to he, he he's in the wilderness he's fall he's he's experienced a low time but even in your low time what you have to do is still keep your spiritual vigor high i remember last year all this stuff going on matter of fact this is this is now a year since um since our cousin tanya has went on to be with the lord actually matter of fact i believe the funeral uh was would have been 
on yesterday's date, if I remember correctly, July 20th. So with all of that was going on last year, I remember still coming in here with such an intensity that despite what, what was going on in the home and what was going on with your family members and people were suffering with different health challenges, I still remember coming here and there was the, those were the most craziest, most powerful times in service. Because while you can have things going on, it shouldn't change the meter of your worship for God. Listen, even if the stuff that you cause yourself, don't allow that to change. Here's the deal. I got to come to a close. Listen, what I don't understand is, is that every time when we come into and we slip up and we fall, we get this idea of becoming an orphan where we run away from God and we go into our little own corners because you mad at your because you, you th- because you don't want to spend time with God. Some of some people may be mad with God, so they don't be spending any time anyway. And so you go into isolation. I don't get that. I don't understand that you go into isolation, that people go into isolation. I don't understand that it's a bad idea. You cannot. Those are the times where you run closer to God, not running away from God, because here's the reality again when you go into isolation here's what happens there is an enemy slivering around and he begins to talk to you and when he talks to you you actually start to have a conversation with a murderer and you start to believe that and while you're believing it your dreams are being killed you start dying but you start dying spiritually because you don't believe in yourself anymore. Oh, I'm not pretty. Oh, I'm not this. Oh, I'm not that. Oh, I'm so dumb because I fell in love with this person and they didn't. And then this and that. And so you're going through all of this motion and all of this stuff like that. And you're listening to him and you're actually believing the things that he's saying to you. And you're taking it as word and you're taking it as truth. And really, the Bible said that the devil's been a liar from since the very beginning. Matter of fact, Jesus said that. And so you start to buy into it and you start buying into the hype. And then all of a sudden, what you do is you allow that distraction then to paralyze you but David didn't allow this situation to paralyze him David sought God say you are my God you gotta say you are my God and wherever and whenever my God can meet me here I don't care listen I don't care. You may have a big, big thing that you're trying to do even right now. You may be having uh, big things happening, good stuff in your life. And you might be afraid. You might be nervous. Here's the deal. You got to say, you know what, God, you are my God. And if you want me to have this, I'm going to run with it. Because you can meet me wherever whenever no matter if you're not in a place where you think you need to be right now you need to go where David said you know what even in the wilderness I'm here it's scarce here but guess what you your hand is not (laughs) too short where you can't reach out to me God can reach his hand out to you what's it say that the song reckless love there's no mountain he won't climb up no shadow he won't light up coming after you 
That's reckless love. That's God's love. I don't know the rest of the song. (laughs) Write it after me. Matter of fact, come and sing it. We're getting out of here tonight. Look, if you don't know, if you don't know Jesus, I want to offer Jesus to you tonight. I, I pray that you understand that he can meet you wherever, whenever, at any moment, at any time. All right? He can meet you at any moment, at any time. In Jesus' name. God is good. Why don't you stand to your feet and just uh, thank God that he is your God. And that no matter where you are, he can quench your thirst. And he can quench your desire tonight.